Barbarian, and we're here for the Odds Moon broadcast. With me today, we have... Um, hey guys, I'm Sebastian, also known as Doombox on the Reddit. Hey guys, this is Daniel, also known as DPO427 on Reddit. And as you know, we are the Oddsmen. We're going to go ahead and lead off with Here Comes a New Challenger. Doom, take it away. Alrighty, so first things first, let's talk about Red Robin. Just kidding. Let's not talk about Red Robin. Let's talk about the real MVP here, Clayface. But let's talk about Red Robin. I'll get back to Red Robin. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so, Clayface, Jesus, this character. Okay, so first off, want to go ahead and mention there are two insights out. Both of them are fantastic. There's mine, of course, and then there's another person that I should have looked up his name before we got in. 311. That's the one. He's been actually posting a lot of other uh, insights, which I really appreciate people carrying that on in my absence. But this guy, big buff daddy, this man is just throwing buffs everywhere. He enables everyone. It's nice to use him as long as you don't want damage or healing or anything that's not giving out buffs. And, I mean, let's see, he makes Firestorm insane because of turn one maximum power things. He makes Doomsday insane because he could basically go 16 buff Doomquake straight into Devastator. He makes Robin insane. He makes Nightwing insane. He makes everyone insane. This guy's absolutely crazy. But again, no damage, no healing, really. He just kind of doesn't die sometimes. But, you know, that's just my insight on him. What do you guys think about Clayface? Yeah, he he definitely fills that tank role real well. He will take a beating. Usually will keep coming back for more, even. Uh, he has some interesting tools in his kit with being able to steal buffs or steal uh, immunities or something like that. Like He's got some real interesting tools at his disposal. And I especially love the speed down that he spreads around, too. So he enables characters like Mirror Master and Captain Cold yeah. real well, so... Yeah, for me, like the thing I like about uh, Clayface is the the amount of uh, compositions that he enables. Not just like the buff strategies, but the sort of uh, out of the box type of strategies that people don't really consider, uh, like speed down based uh, strategies that were popular with Mirror Master back in the day. They sort of fell out of favor and kind of made a comeback now, right? Um, now invisibility is becoming a, a big thing too with all the Bat Family that was released last month too, and even before that with the reworks and so on. So we'll get to those characters too, but uh, I think invisibility as a strategy is also really good, especially with the new targeting system change they made a couple months ago. So the fact that you can't get counter-hitted if you're um, invisible uh, and you can't get hit by random attacks if you're invisible uh, is really, really good for that type of strategy right now. So he enables a lot of very interesting uh, team compositions in my opinion. Actually, I do want to point out. I do want to point out that the invisibility and getting counterattacked might be bugged currently. I think it's only bugged with Power Girl. Is that what you're thinking of? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I've I noticed that Power Girl. Uh, she counterattacks basically all the time. Like, why well, I mean all? Whenever she has the opportunity to power to counterattack, she will, regardless of your if you're invisible or not. I think she's bugged. But all the other okay. characters, they apply. Like normally, like I haven't counterattacked an invisible character with Harley Quinn or uh, or Captain Cold for a long time. So I think it's right. Just- so generally, though, pretty handy. And also, there's also that benefit that a lot of characters have the issue that they're like, "Wow, this character's fantastic." 
provided they can actually get one turn. And Clayface definitely provides those characters with that one turn they need, at least. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But of course, all good things must come to an end. So let's talk about ah, Red Robin. <laughs> so, I mean, he's a supporty character. You know, he gives tons of turn meter. He gives true sight, which kind of messes up Clayface. And, you know, he actually does have a pretty decent kit. He has a lot of different tools kind of mixed into one character. I'm not personally very fond of Swiss Army Life, but... I can definitely see his purpose in a lot of things. Plus, you know, he's got those purges that are very common with the Bat family and work really well between them. Just all in all, he's a pretty solid character. He actually works incredibly well with the reworked characters and with Clayface. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I have to agree. I I think he falls into that Bat family category. They all just synergize really, really well together. Uh, Nightwing in particular as a leader with Red Robin and his passive just start getting numerous, numerous bonus attacks. So, and if he has his upgraded basic, he can purge buffs off and different things. But I really personally like being able to give somebody a turn essentially with true sight. I really like that move. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of being able to put uh, a unique buff on anyone you want. Uh, there's like a couple of characters that were able to do that with other buffs like evasion um i think it was black canary that could put evasion on people um and so on and so forth so that type of um, targeting buffing ability is really unique to me and i like that uh as a character how uh useful it is was it still remains to be seen from the videos that i saw of people using red robin it looked like it was really useful uh because you know you could put it on your heavy hitter go out and take a take out the um, someone that's that you need to take out because Harley Quinn's taunting. Um, so that, that looked pretty useful. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I was thinking slapping it on Grundy, the big old slow zombie, then he could just kick whoever he wants in the face. Yep. <laughs> um, that works. Yeah. But uh, some people on Reddit were also saying that in terms of uh, his ability and his kit, he looks like the red version of Princess of the Mascara. The fact that he's like doling out... Um, free attacks and buff purging like he's a buff purging machine so i don't know what do you think about that i mean i don't know he reminds me more of batgirl than uh princess of themiscara but that's just me they do have very similar named kits too like a lot of their abilities look the same in terms of naming so ogre thoughts yeah uh he kind of, it kind of, kind of reminds me more of uh, World's Greatest Detective, actually, where he kind of just supports the team, purges off buffs, does his thing. You know, like you bring him along for what he brings, not for his damage per se. Even though I've heard Red Robin does pretty good damage. Yeah. yeah. Well, if ever an accurate description of this character, it's three people saying that he reminds them more of three individual characters who do the jobs better. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to say one thing because one thing that was is unique or that is very similar with uh, these type of Swiss Army type characters is that their damage isn't that great, right? It's true with Red Hood and so on and so forth. Uh, but if you look at some of the videos that people put out for Red Ro- Red Robin, he's actually decent. Like in term, I think it's his third ability, 
that the one where he's like doing like cartwheels in the air and then he hits the character. <laughs> uh, he he yeah. shot in a siren, uh, even I think hate mail's videos. It almost kills an, another Bistik in another. I think it was um, uh, Alexi's video, uh, the mod from the community center. Um, but he looks like he does a decent amount of damage for someone who's has this uh, pseudo support kit, right? So you wouldn't think that. Uh, he would do a ton of damage, but he does okay damage. Although his basic doesn't do great damage, but his one move that has uh, a decent cooldown on it uh, does pretty good damage, I think. So that's good. That's Meh. good to note. So yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so well, let's talk about... Note. Go ahead. Just real quick. If you have his uh, turn meter buff upgraded, it also grants him 25% turn meter in true sight. He can stack that on himself to get two true sights and 105% turn meter. Cool. So he can just take turn after cool. turn, basically. Well, I mean, he grants himself a true sight to take a turn oh, I see. with true sight. Okay, that makes sense. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> All right, now moving on, because I'm done talking about this boring character. Let's talk about <laughs> these interesting characters instead. Catwoman. So Catwoman, in my opinion, was already a decently dominant character that was just underutilized. I mean, she steals all the buffs, she has the crazy damage, the good stuff, and she actually had pretty decent survivability, and now that just got cranked up to 11. Because now she says, uh, oh, I hit zero HP, oh, but I'm a cat, nine lives, ha ha ha, and then ends up just getting a heal and coming back into the fight. And, I mean, her plus Clayface, since Clayface is always taunting and she needs those taunts, works out astoundingly well. She still counters anyone that's even remotely based on buffs, which is a surprising amount of characters now. And uh, she is able to steal tons of immunities and basically everything you'd ever want on a character that can steal anything. Like, if you have buff problems, just bring her with you and then all those problems are solved. I will say one thing though, um, the changes to her hit and run properties, uh, in terms of how it uh, interacts with um, evasion, doesn't really uh, isn't really favoring her right now. But we don't, I don't know if we'd call it a nerf. I think it's sort of a mechanical change for the way. I think it's in terms of consistency, because now if she misses uh, on her hit and run, she won't purge and she won't stun. Um, so I guess it's more in line with. Princess of the Mascara or uh, Green Lantern Hal Jordan, those type of uh, buff purging moves. So I guess they want to make it all in that sort of same area. And if they wanted to uh, not miss or sort of still purge on miss, they'll make it, uh, you know, obvious in the text of the ability. They'll say, you know, this ability can't miss or the, uh, the whole ability can't miss or something like that, right? Uh, I mean, as much as I regret to say it, Red Robin kind of fixes that by giving her true sight, so. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. Is, but the problem is you still can't use her against Harley Quinn reliably, right? Like, you could before, because you would still, even if you missed, you would still stun her and keep her locked down. Uh, and then well, um, I mean, one one thing to point out, though, if you're the development team and you're introducing true sight, what's the purpose of introducing true sight if these buff purgers can't miss? That's true. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. So, I mean, it, it, it gives them a, a reason to bring these guys along 
And to be fair, the two characters that have it are both very interesting. I think I like Superboy. I like Red Robin. Uh, you know, I wish I had more shards of them to play with them a little more because they're very interesting kits. You know, with that true sight. So as much as I love Super the Superman family, uh, Superboy, I just really wish they changed his animations to make it look cooler. <laughs> Some of his animations <laughs> look really dumb. Like I don't know why his punch well, animation is so slow. <laughs> So. His punch animation is a little painfully slow. Yeah, but anyways, that's a that's neither here nor there. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, but, Cat, <laughs> but um, but Catwoman's great overall. The the change to her basic is awesome too. The fact that she just rips apart Deathstroke now. So. Yeah, there's, there's mean, a lot of interesting yeah. changes that happened with her. Yeah. I just like the fact that they uh, also beefed up her acceleration a lot because I mean she was already pretty fast, but getting all that speed up and then also you have your whole misdirection triggering when she dies which gives her a buttload more meter and more visibility and more evasions and more healing and then you also have her passive which gives her even more healing and more evasion and more speed and she's just honestly in my opinion she's a pretty crazy character if people weren't already looking up for her they really need to but you know, that's uh, Catwoman in a nutshell. Let's talk about Robin. Now, Robin, <laughs> this is a character that I truly and do personally dislike and think is worthless, but not so much anymore. <laughs> so before his issue was he was basically a one-trick pony. Throw out your silence using his speed, and then, you know, you just kind of sit there with a very subpar, uninteresting character for, until the battle's over. But now, with Clayface in the mix, he's actually pretty dang good, especially considering that he himself also gained a ton of acceleration, just like Catwoman. So, to give the long and short of, you know, what the update basically did for him, his, uh, his one with Shadow now can trigger when someone else dies, uh, on the enemy team, of course. So, that gives him tons of meter... Tons of invisibility, a bit of healing, and then also lets him buff himself up based on all the other invisibilities, which if you're running Clayface or Nightwing or any of that, that's basically everything. And then also, his uh, leader ability is actually pretty decent now because, again, you include Clayface, if he happens to get, well, he can't be critically hit, but you know what I mean. If, If the game were perhaps not working the way it should... When in regards to that, then, you know, he'd be able to get tons of invisibility because he's basically always invisible now. He's going to get tons of meter, tons of crit ups, tons of damage. And then beyond that, his, the fact that his bleeds are gated behind invincibility isn't an issue anymore because turn one, you can just throw out those six bleeds on someone plus the silence, which, you know, very nice if you're running a chemo comp, because then he could just turn one fall out. Just bam, like that. And, you know, he also works well with a bunch of other bleed-based characters. Dr. Poison's an option now. You have uh, Cheetah, obviously. She's very blood-based. Uh, Siren can now trigger her passives and all that other stuff on people, because they will already be bleeding. And he's really, 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 really good at dismantling 
well, Deathstroke, because he sticks six bleeds on him, and all of a sudden, all of that awareness is just gone. Plus, he's silenced, so it's not like he can do his big damage either. And, you know, that other stuff where it's like, oh, his passive, now it does bonus uh, critical damage if they're silenced. Works really well with the likes of Cape Crusader Batman, who can silence, and the Dark Knight Batman, who can silence, and, you know, Clayface, who can silence. And chemo, who can silence, so on and so forth. Basically, he's much, much better now. But his main benefits happen to also be because of the fact that chemo, not chemo, Clayface exists. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm. I've actually been upgrading him because I've been wanting to use him on a bleed team. His rework has just kind of resolidified that, and I've actually put some more effort into him recently. Finally got him to gear 10. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to busting him out with Aquaman, actually, because turn one, he's going to silence and six bleed one character. Aquaman's going to three bleed and stun another character. Like, that's a lot of control and a lot of bleed already on turn one on two very fast characters. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to using that. Yeah, I mean, also... Oh, sorry, just to chime in. Also, keeping in mind that uh, Cheetah's leader ability does trigger when they apply leads, so there is a chance that that Robin, who's already fast, can get even ridiculously faster. Yep. So, um, yeah, in terms of uh, Robin, from from the beginning, I was one of the people who, who geared him up right, right after I got him unlocked uh, from his event. And uh, basically, I was using him to counter the arrow meta, like just to silence uh, uh, CAGA at the beginning of uh, the battle. But uh, after that meta sort of like fell apart, uh, Robin sort of also kind of fell by the wayside for me. But the fact that this rework is now bringing him um, back into the mix is actually, you know, pretty good for me because I invested a lot into him early. Uh, I like the big, the biggest thing I like about his rework is that even if you don't have Clayface or another character that give him a visibility, he has, his passive now gains invisibility. He has a 50% chance to gain invisibility at the beginning of his turn. So, uh, something like that. Yeah. I think it's 65. Oh yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty high, but yeah, it's decent. Like the fact that like you can start off without having to buff him in the beginning of the, and then just shoot off his, uh. I can't remember the name of his ability, but his third ability that applies the... Uh, Nitenekiryu. Right. So the fact that you can start off with that almost, I would say, you know, slightly over 50% of the time is pretty good. You know, that in itself is already good enough. And people on Reddit were saying that he's basically the new Huntress, but maybe he's not exactly Huntress, but he can be like Huntress in the sense that, like, he gains more buffs and stacks up buffs every time you kill someone. And... Uh, he gets in, and he gets faster and faster too because he gets more turn meter, right? He gets accelerated, whereas uh, uh, Huntress gains speed ups, right? So they're sort of in the same category. And where she gains evasion, he gets more invisibility and uh, health back, right? So it's kind of the primary kind of, difference between those two, though. Yeah, the primary difference is that she has to land the kill; he doesn't. That's true, definitely. So. He just, he, he could, uh, if you put a team of a lot of like just super fast, super critty characters, like all the flashes and other arrows and stuff, you could just wipe out two or three characters and he'd just be super buffed by the time he takes his turn. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. That'd be really cool. 
It's also worth mentioning that heal that he has on his uh, passive is surprisingly potent. Like, it's not anything to scoff at. You would think he wouldn't actually have that high of a heal because he's not an int-based character, but he, you know, it's actually decent. I, I was surprised too. Yeah, the base level on that heal is pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. So, enough about the characters. Let's move on. Talk about the uh, more community and gameplay-based <laughs> stuff. All right. So, did you have something, DP? I don't know. Go ahead. Just go ahead. All right. So, into the arena we shall go. And, again, I, I'm saying the same thing I said last month kind of been happening you know over time it's gradual deathstroke and lobo is continuing to decline uh as they introduce new characters that are you know more interesting like clayface for instance is far more interesting than baby lobo you know he enables a lot more comps uh you don't have to run deathstroke you don't have to run lobo anymore like there's a lot of things that are happening with these new characters and the reworks and everything else and as people continue to, to grow, the Deathstroke meta is continuing to shrink day by day. Like, eventually it will, you know, shrink down to a normal portion of the meta. It's not going to be the huge percentages that it was. And, you know, it's still there. But you're definitely seeing a lot more varied comps nowadays. Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you think, dude? I mean, I'm happy for it. Honestly, I never liked the concept of Baby Lobo and Deathstroke and the fact that they're just kind of being pushed to the wayside now. We're also getting a ton of really interesting, really cool characters and mechanics as a result. I'm perfectly fine with it. In fact, I mean, if they just wanted to, yeah, I don't know, delete them from the game, it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> Apples and oranges. my Lobo alone. I actually use Daddy Lobo, so... Daddy Lobo is scary, actually. He does good damage. I don't know why people never geared him up. He's a tank, too. So, yeah. He, he, because he can take a hit. <laughs> why would you gear him up when you can just be lazy? Well, I think that's part of the issue, is that people wanted to be lazy. <laughs> and I think as they've gotten more and more Gear 11 characters, they realize that how cheesy it actually is. And in order for the meta to go away, they themselves also have to stop using it. I think people have finally come to that realization. Yeah. I mean, the whole changes to PvP have also helped because a lot of the people who were like, oh man, I can cheese the meta and then just climb super fast. Now they're like, oh boy, I'm getting three points a match now instead of nine. Mm, maybe not. Well, I mean, exactly. one of the biggest culprits, I think, to the reason why uh, Deathstroke and uh, Deathstroke teams, Deathstroke teams are still hanging around is uh, the Alliance missions. It's kind of, you know, tough to say, but it's true because a lot of the times when you have, uh, you know, a new character that you don't really have geared out yet, the, one of the best ways to carry a dead man on your team is put him on a Deathstroke team, right? So for a couple of weeks of the month, you're going to see a lot of a lot more Deathstroke teams than the other weeks of the month because I don't have this new character geared out yet, right? So, and you know, I'm one of those guys right, but who will probably do that, especially with uh, Red Robin, for example. After I get him from this week's PvP, uh, I'll put him on my team, but he'll just die and feel Deathstroke, you know, something like that. So, yeah, but at the same time, when you're doing that, you're not 
running Baby Lobo along with it. That meta is gone. Running Deathstroke with a you know Alliance character is fine. Whatever people don't mind that. Yeah. I mean, hmm. I mean, I, at the same time, you know, uh, the fact that that whole archetype is slowly falling out of favor is good, but at the same time, it doesn't need to be uh, gone either, right? We've said that before. Because no, it doesn't. For example, like me, uh, I battle a lot against a lot of like the top 100 players a lot of the time, and I have very difficult battles. And sometimes I actually have to sit there and scratch my head, thinking about like how, what team composition can beat this like super tanky, uh, debuff, depurging uh, character like composition that I can't like I can't attack it with bleeders. I can't attack it with my traditional like characters. How am I supposed to go about it? I'm like, okay, I'll just go with Deathstroke and I beat the team. You know what I mean? So right, and that's you know, that's fine. So I think you know the fact it's, that the Deathstroke fact, should be that safety net. Like I, I know that people like hate mail will probably hate us for the fact the fact that we're saying that you know it's good that they're still around. But I, you know, I'm sort of fifty fifty on it. I feel like it should be in lesser numbers, but I I don't think that it should disappear. Eh. I mean, personally, I'm a. Uh... I'm more just happy that the meta seems to be, again, continually slowing further and further and further down. Because even before, with even if you don't count the Deathstroke thing, there were still some pretty cheesy, pretty fast teams. But now that Clayface is in the game, invisibility is a much bigger thing. All of a sudden, the meta's, I would say, slowed down to the point where you could literally run just about anyone and you'd be completely fine with it. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but anyway, sorry, I was going to say one more. Anyway, I, th- I th- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, in terms of um, the way PvP is shifting, as Doom is saying, like things are getting a little bit slower, a little bit uh, more progressive. Things don't end in the first couple of rounds. Um, the question is, at what point is the meta going to shift to something that's really slow and really, really, you know, uh, obnoxious to go through? Because before, for example, with the Deathstroke meta, you couldn't auto battles because of Baby Lobo, right? And now we're getting to the point where uh, if things get really slow, you can't auto battles because you actually have to think about who you're attacking or else the, the battle will take like 10 minutes or something like that, right? So, yeah, I mean... Is that necessary? Honestly, <laughs> as a little bit of a secret that people just haven't caught on to yet... Survival suit Lex is stupid broken right now just because of how slow the meta is. Like, everything's buff related. He packs so many heals into people, and it's almost impossible to actually get to him now because you have people like Clayface and Harley Quinn who are constantly always standing in the way. So, yeah, he's, he's an absolute monster. I've been a big fan of support suit Lex. He's uh, he's really good. Yeah, he's on my to <laughs> uh, gear list too. The- anyways, moving on. Let's talk about All some right, new mo- stuff. Moving on. We've also got, you know, the event horizon is bright. <laughs> we've had some, you know, new PVE content, sort of, <laughs> again. But at the same time, we also did get an announcement that said, the, the devs are aware that we want more and they are going to get it to us this year, just not in this first quarter. So new PVE content is coming. But while we wait, Clayface Challenge has been a lot of fun. 
some of the new interesting, you know, enemies in there that can apply invisibility to themselves or to a teammate randomly. It's kind of interesting. Some new uh, new minions there. And then we also had the Mirror Master Challenge, which was fairly entertaining. Uh, I personally did not enjoy the Reverse Flash uh, Captain Cold sub-bosses. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've seen Kemo vs. the World, you know why. Yeah, that was, a, that was hard to um, watch. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was painful to go through. As soon as I saw them, I'm like, oh, I know how this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was not pretty. It was not pretty, and it wasn't even. It's just Captain Cold. Like, if I had gotten one hit off on Captain yeah, Cold, it, it I think I would have been fine. Because I would have been fine. Up the speed downs. No, yeah, Reverse Flash would have been no problem because eventually I would have gotten out of the stun lock that he had me in, but it was Captain Cold that was the issue. Well, it shows that uh, the bubble gum with boots is not invincible. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> he had to get taken down a peg, so. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, next week we actually have the Shazam Hero Challenge coming up as well, so looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, everybody's kind of been playing the Clayface Hero Challenge. Uh, I got myself L4 Clayface, what about you guys? I'm still working on L4 Clayface, but yeah, that's my goal. I'm rocking the L3 for now. I might get to L4, but I don't know. But yeah, I definitely want... I think that yeah. everything in his kit is actually reasonable. Like, taking him to L5 is perfectly reasonable. I wouldn't see uh, any argument against it. I think it's... I can't remember which move it is, but I think it's like his fourth ability that's not that great. Uh, his third move. It's his AoE. His third move, the overheal. Oh, it's his overheal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The AOE, the, the overheal, and the AOE seems kind of random, but yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's a little bit small, and the moves on a four turn cooldown anyway. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's small. I mean, it's twenty percent. That's decent. Yeah. Is it twenty percent? Yeah. It's it's like a hard twenty percent. It's written in. That's no, that's Power Girl's overheal. Is it? Are we confusing things? That's twenty percent. I don't think his specifies a percentage. Oh, my bad. Okay. Wait, hold on. No, give me a second. I'll, I, I, I'll I test know. this as we speak right now, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> All so right. as he's doing that, anyway, I, I will say uh, one thing about the Clayface challenge, though. I was really enjoying it just for yeah. the banter between Red Robin and Clayface. So, yeah, like, it was pretty entertaining. The dialogue was actually pretty good. <laughs> I really like Clayface as a character right now. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Clayface is awesome. I like that they went with the trying to redeem himself side of him. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty You know, and not his just, like, evil villain side. I actually haven't checked this, though. Is he kind of like Catwoman? Does he apply uh, as a villain and uh, and a hero? Like, in terms of, like, the... I am not sure. ...challenges? I did not... ...matter? Did not look at that. Because I think that... Actually, but they're open today. I should have looked. I didn't look. I think there are two characters that that do that. I think it's... uh, Catwoman and Livewire, I think, are the ones that fit fit that uh, sort of description. That can sort of tread the line between really? good and evil. I would have expected Red Hood more than Livewire. I remember, I don't know if they fixed Livewire, but uh, I remember when she first came out, you could play her in both events. So that's what I remember. But huh. Catwoman, definitely. You could use her in both. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Red Hood is a good guy. He's not a you bad guy. get your answer getting to him? Well, it's his methods that make him evil. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, yes, I did get my answer. So, what, what's the answer? What's the verdict? Okay. It is roughly 17%, but 
I mean, you know. 20% in the ballpark. Good enough. All right. Anyways. I don't know. Maybe it just looks... Maybe it just looks small because he's got so much HP. The move isn't isn't that necessary though, right? That ability, particularly. No, it's not. So yeah, he, he survives just fine without it. Yeah. So. So, but anyway, uh, how'd you guys do with Mirror Master? I got him to L two personally. I skipped him. I got him to L three, and I I think mainly it's because one of our alliance mates was saying that he's uh uh he's sweetest at L three, and everything else is gravy. After that, you know, everything else makes him like you can take him all the way to L5. Mm-hmm. He's awesome, but you don't need to. Um, so that's where I, right. I actually wanted to get, uh, like build that team comp, uh, that he would, that he plays consistently now. Uh, that's, um, Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Clayface, and, uh, I can't remember. I think he uses either Poison Ivy or someone else to sort of fit the build. Frost. Yeah, depending on, well, depending on who, what, what type of uh, strategy you're going on. Because if it's all speed down, you can do that. And then you can add another fourth person in to, to take care of a troubling character on the other side, right? But those main three yeah. are who you lock in for the speed down uh, synergy. And then you add in the fourth, mm-hmm. depending on what you need. But I actually came across a team like that on PvP, and I actually couldn't beat them without Deathstroke. Basically, like, it was um, <laughs> Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Clayface, and I think Red Robin was the fourth and it wrecked me it wrecked me so hard i took i think one of my four characters took a turn <laughs> wow yeah it destroyed that's me. pretty sick i really underestimated him because uh red robin gets going really fast he's really fast as a character he, he's got one of the highest speeds and he starts the game he starts the game invisible he starts doing stuff and like speed downs just flying everywhere and it's just over <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I I'm really happy I got my mirror master to L3. Hopefully, I can build a team like that too because that seems really fun. Uh, yeah. I'm looking I'm looking forward to Shazam too. Uh, hopefully, take Shazam to L3 as well. Yeah, yeah I'm looking for L2 on Shazam. Yeah. Doom. No, mm, meh. I don't think I'm gonna bother with Shazam too much. From last month's podcast, I think you're more of a fan of Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. little bit. It's more just that I have Chemo, who's already the best special tank there is, so why would I just get another special <laughs> tank if he's Chemo? Hashtag on brand. <laughs> right? <laughs> Anyways. So let's move on. We, we should really find a way to work him into our artwork somewhere. You mean Chemo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's become our mascot. Yeah, well, well I, we have to get someone like a creative uh, animator out there to to make a a mascot logo. A dancing camo, camo, a camo with like the dancing Osmond camo, logo. please. Dancing camo with an Osman logo branded across his chest or something. <laughs> make him make him wearing our t shirt. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> all right well i'm i'm out of stuff to talk about so dp i'm gonna pass it off to you oh wait uh for the event horizon right we 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 had some stuff yeah. to talk about the bug fixes and stuff but in terms of that uh oh yeah okay my bad <laughs> i'll go ahead and, i'll go ahead and talk about this real quick then i guess right if i have to <laughs> i'll just go over it so new combat moves for upcoming heroes in february robin shadow meld super broken but not fixed what does that mean does that mean about the stealth nerf that he got? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's more of like a stealth fix. I wouldn't call it a nerf. I felt well, 
No, yeah, I mean, it was it was a quick fix. I think what it looked like. like the, it, I think the buffs were lasting too long. Was it also counting the invisibilities that he was applying on himself at that time? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think he's supposed to though. I think uh, uh, it's here and there. I think it uh, it counts the number of invisibilities on the team, right? So if he doesn't, I think so. Yeah. The way it applies right now is that the first time you buff him, if nobody. Uh, if the first time you buff himself, he doesn't gain more than one, I think, right? Yeah, he gets one of each. That's it. Okay. Or does he... He might not even gain any at all. I can't remember exactly. Well, I'll test that out later. But before, it was way too much, like, from what it was counting. It looked like it was applying the invisibility first and then applying the uh, the strength up and the... what What is it? What's the strength up and what's the other buff? The what? Sorry. Crit chance. Ah, uh, yeah, the crit chance. Crit chance. The the yeah. crit chance and the and the strength up were, was being applied uh, based on the number of invisibilities he applied he had on the time. It looks like the the layering was staggered where it should be this like together. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I think that's what they fixed. Mm. But anyways, okay. I thought it was the buff duration lasting two turns, and now it's one. Oh, that could be it too. Not sure. Anyways, it's fixed. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also been a fix to the health bars that were floating after revenge attacks and uh, after dead revivers stayed dead. Yeah. Uh, so that's just an aesthetic change. Taunt. And then there's another one where uh, taunting characters that are invisible are still taunting now. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> if you're invisible but you're yelling, "Hey, look at me!" They can probably see you, <laughs> you know, so, and then I guess the, one of the biggest changes that's actually happened with this recent patch is Lord of the Unliving is now shorter. What do you guys actually think of that? I like it. personally. Wait, what? <laughs> Lord of the Unliving, instead of, instead of being 10 waves on number five is now five waves. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so- I'm actually happy for that. Makes it, makes it a lot easier. I, if I was a if I was a newer player, I would think this would be an, an amazing change. Now, if you're if you're like me and you don't care about it and just speed force through it, then it doesn't matter. But the the biggest reason for people who have uh, older devices, like a you know an older iPhone or an older Android, this makes uh, this this change is a big deal for those who have under two gigabytes of RAM in their machine. Uh, the reason being is because a lot of the times uh, you're your game will crash due to uh, lots of buffs and debuffs being like spread out on the on the screen, and the game is trying to process a lot of uh, sprites and a lot of you know uh, things in its internal RAM. So if your if your machine doesn't have enough RAM, it will crash at certain points. So usually, what I found because I'm running an iPhone six that only has one gigabyte of RAM, and uh, if you get to around wave, let's say six or seven of the previous version there's a point where there's just like so much stuff going on on the screen and it's also preloading stuff from the next the next waves coming that the game crashes very consistently so the only way that i was able to beat that was with one character before like you have to put one character in there so there's a you're limiting the amount of stuff that that it could process at that time and you have to solo the whole node like how Ogre did with Chemo, for example. But Chemo might not even be a good example because Chemo puts on a lot of buffs and debuffs all over the place. Right? So... Yeah. But... Now like Arcus and right, some of the others. 
right? But now that it's shorter, this might not be more uh, an issue anymore. So you might be able, uh, maybe I'll, I'll give this a try later on. Uh, go go at it with a full like uh, a full team of four characters to see if I my if my device crashes or not. Still, but uh, you should be okay now. I think be okay. Theoretically, it should be okay because there's less waves. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for those right. who have newer devices, doesn't matter. So it's just way shorter for you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, there was one other thing. I mean, it makes makes farm and legendary essence a lot faster. Yeah, there was one other thing that I want because you're not speed forcing it to get a hundred thousand legendary essence. Let's be honest. Right. There's one thing that I want to pick on in terms of the PVE content for this month. Uh, the order of the alliance characters and the alliance missions. They what was the order? Uh, First week was Clayface. Second week was Catwoman. The next next week will be uh, Red Robin, and the week after that is Robin, right? And I feel yeah. like they could have done this better just by simply switching Catwoman and Robin, because I felt like I, I was looking at a lot of other alliances saying that you know there's the points were not so great this week because some people didn't have Catwoman because she's kind of hard to access from PvP packs, and some of the newer players weren't around. She's not there anymore. Right. So even before when she was there, um, she's she she wasn't that easy to get because she was a rare character, right? Uh, but for the newer players who didn't have a chance to access her during uh, her PvP cycles or whenever she was in shops, it's not that great for them. So it probably would have been better to put her um, her week after her PvP week, right? And so they should have just switched those two around because Robin was quite accessible in the last couple of months because he was a what was he, he was a board clear reward he was I can't remember where else he was he was probably in uh, red alerts or something like Robin's that. been in PvP backs yeah he's he's been around he's been around as he's a common I think yeah he's been accessible yeah he's been way more accessible so they should have definitely just made this week Robin and the last week Catwoman but whatever it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Not a, it's neither here nor there. So. Oh well. Uh. Okay. Well. I mean, you're not going to really have much more availability, regardless of when they do it. They're going to release the shop pack and everything else the same as they would. Yeah. And if you don't have them, you don't have them, and you can't do anything about it. So. Yeah. But anyway, we've spent enough time on that jabbering. We got about <laughs> fifteen twenty minutes left in the show. DP, go ahead and take it from here. So uh, we're getting into the shop talk part of the show and uh, as I said last month uh, it seems that they're consistently sticking to this uh, $25 pack for 25 shards of each of the of the new month's characters so I would expect March to be the same they probably start the the, the month off at the beginning, the first of the month with all four characters in one pack for the same price um, so if, you, if you're into all four of the new characters then it's probably something to consider uh, the next thing that um, uh, that's keeping consistent is the fact that they're using uh, the Alliance Missions characters for the following day uh, as a way to release character packs uh, for the previous day so that you can set up uh, your uh, Alliance Mission teams, uh, so to speak. So that seems to be pretty consistent. But the big change to the shop this, uh, was it this week? Yeah, it was this week was the Justice League and uh, Steppenwolf packs for the Justice League movie release. Um, so if you guys didn't see... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was the, there was five $10 packs and one $30 pack. There were uh, one of one $10 pack for each of the Justice League characters, so Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Defender of Justice, Batman, TDK, Flash, Cyborg, and Aquamoa. 
Uh, and each of their packs offered uh, 5,000 gems, uh, 50 of the shards of each character, of those characters, and some swag depending on which character it was. So it ranged from uh, green essence to uh, life rings to uh, PvP, PvE energy, and so on and so forth. Uh, that was great value. The Steppenwolf pack was also great value. It's mathematically the same, except three times more expensive. So it was $30 for uh, about 150, sorry, yeah, 150,000 gems, right? Yeah. Yeah, 150,000 gems. It was 150,000, 50, it was, what was it? 150 shards of Steppenwolf, 50, and then... 15,000 gems, sorry. 15,000, I went... Yeah. yeah 15,000 gems. No, it was 10,000 gems. 150,000, what a deal. 10,000 gems. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It was 10,000 gems. Too many zeros there, yeah. It was, was, was 10,000 gems. Yeah. But overall... 150 Steppenwolf, 10,000 gems, and 7,000 Legendary Essence. Yeah. So overall, the packs anyway. uh, were equivalent to one another, uh, depending on how you value the swag. So just count if you count the swag as sort of a throw-in, then the packs were equivalent to one another. Uh, I think that personally, for a new character, for a new player, these packs were really, really, really good deals. So if you're looking to just you know rank up uh, Cyborg or Flash really quickly, there's a great way to do it. Uh, getting access to hard to farm characters like Superman, Wonder Woman of the Defender of Justice, and uh, Batman TDK was also a great option. And Steppenwolf, well, Steppenwolf was one of the best characters in the game, in my opinion. So his pack was probably, in my opinion, probably the best value. Not in pound for pound, in terms of the character itself, the character shard value, and the rest of the monetary value. So that was great. Um, you know what? Also, I could definitely see them maybe doing it as a monthly thing. Like, say, I don't know, next month they're like, oh, the Teen Titans, you can get like Robin and Cyborg and Raven and all those guys. And then like the villain packs Deathstroke. That'd be pretty cool. If they make it a consistent thing, that would be pretty smart. Yeah, if they make it a consistent thing where they release gem packs uh, for movie releases and things like that, that would be awesome because it creates hype too. It creates hype for the the movie. It creates hype for the game, and just it's all around positive for the company. So why not, right? Money in the bank. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, following the the bug, uh, sorry, the following the one point one seven point three update, there were also some changes to alliance packs and PvP packs. So um, the long and short of it is that they basically shifted characters in and out of each packs, it seems. So uh, from the Alliance packs, uh, the Wonder Woman defend, or Champion of the Air Amazons and Firestorm were removed, but Champion of the Amazon was put into PV pack, PvP packs as a common. Uh, Firestorm, unfortunately, he's sort of uh, MIA for the, for the foreseeable future. Hopefully he comes back somewhere. Uh, Cheetah, Cheetah and Raven and, uh, Wonder Woman Defender of Justice, uh, were added, sorry, uh, Cheetah and Raven were added to the Alliance packs as commons. Uh, Defender of Justice, Wonder Woman and Dr. Fate, uh, were added in as rare for the Alliance packs. So that's good that, uh, they replaced Wonder Woman, one Wonder Woman with a different Wonder Woman and actually arguably one of the better Wonder Womans, but, uh, they're still both accessible somewhere in the game. Um, that being said, because Cheetah and Raven were added to the Alliance packs, they were removed from PvP packs. Uh, and I don't understand why they removed Cyborg when they just put him back in like the month before. Like either you're going to put him in or keep him, uh, or keep him out. You know what I mean? So why put him in and then take him out right away? 
Uh, I think they're just trying to figure out what to do with that plot. Yeah, I, I don't think we need Cyborg anymore. Just leave him out of there. It's, we, he's farmable. Just leave him leave him be, right? So, uh, Same goes for Cheetah. But, I mean, I guess if you're going to move him from one place to another, it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, Blue Beetle and Siren were added in uh, to the PvP packs as Uncommon and Rare, respectively. Uh, Blue Beetle, I'm sort of mixed on because I don't really like him as a character. But maybe he'll get a rework and he'll be awesome. But... Who knows? But he was one of those characters that if you're a new player, uh, same with Siren, uh, you didn't really have a good opportunity to farm uh, when their hero challenges were around. So it's a good way to pick up, pick up the shards. So that's good. Uh, but let's get on to what everyone's here for. The Community Watchtower, a.k.a. Ogre Storytime. So <laughs> as you guys uh, may have already heard... Ogre, at the beginning of this month, uh, was invited to Warner Brother Games San Francisco, and uh, he has a lot to talk about, so I'll pass it over to him. All right, so I'm not really sure how much y'all want me to talk about. Uh, I did go over this in a Reddit post. Uh, DP, can we go ahead and try and link that in the description? Yeah, I'll put it If possible. <laughs> yep. Okay. You know, uh, you know, just somewhere you know, so that people can find it because on YouTube and there was a lot covered in that. SoundCloud. Yeah, there was a lot covered in that, and I don't want to take up too much time going over story time. I mean, I've said this a lot of times at this point between here and other locations. But everyone uh, wants to hear but, it. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Um, so I went down to San Francisco took the BART down, uh, got there a little early, about an hour early. They went ahead and took me back in. Then instead of making me wait in the reception, so that was really cool, uh, got to meet Stanner. Uh, she was really awesome. Uh, she introduced me to the rest of the team, you know, various people behind the scenes, uh, character designers, different people. Um, you may have already seen some of the photos on our YouTube channel already. Uh, so yeah, those are, those are some of the people I got to meet. Um, what else happened? Uh, we had lunch with pizza and wings while we were having lunch. They showed me a build of the game for testing where you could have multiple of the same character on a team. So one of the things we did was we took eight penguins, four on each team, stuck them into a match, set all their HPs to one, and then everybody exploded Henchy Penguin everywhere. And it was rather rather cute and hilarious. Uh, I then challenged one of the devs to uh, put in an actual team and then make it face off against an AI-controlled camo team for, for camos. And it was hilarious because the regular team using like Power Girl and Red Robin, you know, a lot of the newer characters, and then for camos, the, the regular team took the turn, beat the crap out of the camos a little bit, uh, none of them really got too low. They're all like around half health or so. Uh, the chemos proceeded to take eight turns because of the amount of bleeds and fallouts that they were capable of pulling off. Uh, and then the regular team went lost like three quarters of their health. Uh, one of the chemos was down in the red finally. Um, and then the chemos went back and took another eight turns each, put another bajillion bleeds and speed downs on them. And then each one of the regular characters finally started popping up their regular teenagers each turn again, and they just died to the, like, 800 bleeds that they had. It was rather hilarious. So confirmed. So, uh, chemo is OP. <laughs> chemo chemo OP. OP. 
Needs a nerf. Needs a nerf. <laughs> Needs a nerf now. <laughs> but anyway, um, after that, uh, they handed me a device with uh, the March build on it, and they actually let me play with the March stuff. Don't ask me. I can't tell you. <laughs> I did have to sign an NDA. Uh, it's coming soon, so don't worry. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it later in the show. Yeah. So. so. Uh, oh, in the podcast. And then while I was there, we also re- we also recorded the official podcast while I was there. Yeah. So, so that was cool. It actually dropped, and it was really good too. Yeah, you guys could check that out. It was pretty fun to to listen to. That's cool. Okay, yeah. so um, that was awesome. And uh, if you got like I like Ogre said, um, there's a couple of clips that are already on our YouTube channel. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, that's cool. Uh, and if you have any questions for us or for Ogre, uh, you can feel free to leave them um, in Reddit or wherever you, wherever you get this podcast on uh, SoundCloud or on YouTube or whatever. Okay, so let's get on to uh, questions and answers from the community, uh, DCL related. Um- yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. If I may just hop in here real quick and sure, sure. start something I've actually been waiting to inform people on. So, as it happens, at the end of March, a certain box will be going to California. Go figure, huh? Ooh. I know, right? Ooh. And uh, <laughs> I may actually be dipping inside of the WB Studios. Who knows? We'll see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Interesting. So, if you got to at least come say hi to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop by. You can drive me to WB Studios and then I'll pay you in pizza. <laughs> right. If that happens, if that happens then, we, then that means I have to take a plane to California? Is that, is that what's happening now? <laughs> it's, We're infiltrating. Uh, it's, it's a trip and a half for me. So, <laughs> so well, yeah. You see, the plan is, is that I'm going to get on Ogre's shoulders and we're going to wear a gigantic trench coat and sneak in. <laughs> If you're there, then we'll be too tall. <laughs> we could we could do like the he, the. he could just be the hunchback at this point. Yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway, so that 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 could be something that's happening. That's awesome. So hopefully we'll get more uh, videos and photos and stuff uh, if that happens too. So cool. Uh, Okie doke. So uh, the next thing, as I said, I was let's go on to questions and answers from the community. Um, I'll jump right into it. From Reddit, first of all, uh, Parsnips Paradigm uh, asked, as we've been getting lots of uh, physical and energy characters, or at least it feels like it anyways, who do you think would make a good brand new mystic and what do you think they'd bring to the game? So this is a uh, who you think would be a good fit for the mystic uh, type of character. It doesn't necessarily have to be a magical character or whatever. So what do you guys think? New mystic character. But that's what mystic is. I guess mystic is, is magical or ancient artifact or something like that. Like, that's what mystic is. Is everyone ma- magical or magic related as a mystic? I think. I, I believe so. Okay. Okay, well. Because because they recently retconned Blue Beetle to be an ancient artifact instead of an alien parasite. Uh, okay. Hmm. Well then. Right? I stayed corrected. All right, so magical characters. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Who do you want as a magical character in the game that's not already there? Uh, the rest of Justice League Dark. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, that, that's where you're going to draw most of your. That's, that's where you're going to draw most of your characters from. I mean, let's just be honest. That's where most of the magic comes from. Okay. What about mm-hmm. what, think about a bad guy? What if what if it's not a hero? What if it's someone bad? That's that's true. 
I'm thinking, right, if it's like, a, let's say it's a hero villain mix, just to speed things along, let's go ahead and name one of each for each one. Yeah. I'm thinking for a hero, Detective Chimp. <laughs> and then for a villain, the Spectre. Ooh. I like that. Okay. What's a, what about a uh, Mr. Mixlepick or whatever his name is? Mr. Spitalik. That was my that was my pick. That was my pick. <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite. He, he would be good. He's my favorite anti-hero. He's not a villain, right? So he's my, he's not really a hero or a villain. Yeah, he's, he's just kind of observer. He's just a he's a douche. That's all he is. He's just a douche that that picks on <laughs> Superman. <laughs> you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, the green guy that used to torment the Flintstones. Uh the great kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he reminds me of a great kazoo. But he's uh now whenever I see Mixus Pidlick, I always imagine the character from the Superman animated series and the who was voiced by uh Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> so that was oh, the best Mixus Pidlick I've ever seen. And I would if they if they put him in the game, he has to be really tiny and if they give him like a, a a move where he where he does something audible, he has to talk because it has to be Gilbert Godfrey's voice. <laughs> oh my god, that would be awesome! So and he has. To, I, I would love to see. And he has to have a move where, like, <laughs> if he dies, he has to say his name backwards or something. He disappears. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I can imagine um, because he's a fourth dimensional character. It has probably it probably has something to do with like freezing time or something like that. Like he probably stun people or. Uh, sort of oh, character. So I would imagine Mixed yeah. Pidlick being like sort of a a pain in the butt mystic. So I was thinking oh, like oh. a polymorph type thing, you know? Yeah. Where turns him into like, I don't know, a parrot. Yeah. Because he can shapeshift into anything <laughs> too. That would be cool. So that would be a hero, I guess, or a villain, but what would be the other pick for you guys? Uh, my other pick was uh, oh, Darn it! What's his name? The uh, sorcerer dude um, that Zatanna fights with. Um, oh yeah, I know. what's his name? I don't remember. His what's his name? He was in a movie too. Uh, it was him. And he was in the Justice Like Dark movie. Yeah, yeah. It was, he was in the he Justice Like Dark movie. What was his name? He knew her father too, Zatara, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Like I know what you're talking about. They had a history his, together. It was I like I don't remember his name though. Doom? Do you remember? Does anyone in chat know? Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Uh, I have no clue. Uh, like, I have the DVD sitting on my shelf, but he's not on the back of the stupid yeah, DVDs. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't put his name... He's, he was such a, like a... But he, he was a villain, right? So he's... And he was a badass, too. He was really, really powerful. Yeah. It was the it was the movie where they had, like, Etrigan and uh, Deadman and all of those guys, right? Yeah, it was just Asleep yeah. Dark. Yeah, yeah. It was released last February. Right, right, right. Oh well, I can't remember. It's not well, that, guy. that guy. I don't remember his name. <laughs> that guy. Okay. What was the stupid sorcerer's name? Okay, you guys. You guys he would be cool though. Let me. You guys talk about that while I Google it. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Justice League Dark. Uh, let's just move on to the next question then. Uh, okay. Let me see. What's the next question? Oh, so the question. The next question comes from our newest Patreon patron, uh, Rat Bones. So yay, pa- new patron. Yay. <laughs> so if you guys want to be cool like rat bones you can uh, become a patron on our patreon at patreon.com slash the osmond for uh you can have access to that for at least uh one dollar so now rat bones asked on patron on patreon 
what are your picks for top 10 tanks uh, with comparisons and synergies? Uh, because there's a lot of tanks, uh, well, not that many tanks, sorry. Because there's not that many tanks, we'll probably trim this down to a couple of uh, each type. So uh, There's actually a good number of tanks, actually. Okay. Well, yeah, I, like I think a lot, of, a lot of people... Maybe we can do tanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so... Doogie is not a tank. Uh, excuse excuse me. He is very tanky, thank you very much. <laughs> Nightwing is not a tank. We about to fight. Alright, so Okay, so what's the first category? What physical tanks? I guess. Alright, physical tanks. We've got Solomon Grundy, Doomsday, Bane, Batman Dark Knight, Wonder Woman, Princess Themyscira, Cyborg Superman, Ares, Swamp Thing, Deathstroke, Black Canary, Vixen, Lobo, Steppenwolf, and Clayface. Mm, Who are your well. topics? And we're doing, like, what, top five, I guess? Yeah, do top three, five, somewhere in there. All right, so my picks for the top tanks. In terms of synergies, I definitely have to say Clayface is easily within my top five. Uh, Bane is up there just because he's a complete monster, so is Princess Themyscira. I personally like Doomsday, but that's just more because I like his kit. And it's kind of hard to not say Cyborg Superman, considering he just doesn't die if you lose your blue. So, right. That's my picks. What do you think? I'm I'm a real big fan of Bane right now. The dude doesn't die. The dude can pack a hit pretty good. Uh, Bane is up there for me. Uh, Solomon Grundy is another one that I think is is underrated by a lot of people, but he can take a lot of punishment. And when he gets enraged. His basic does some silly damage. Uh, and then I think my last one is probably Deathstroke or Princess of the Mascara. They're both just really, really good. Yeah. Now for me, um, I have some personal preferences and then I have all around like good, uh, good picks for tanks. So for me, my personal preference is Superman, obviously, uh, and then Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, uh, mainly just because these are characters I use a lot and I like them. Um, and D- then, DP, those are the mixed tanks. We haven't even gotten there yet. Oh, sorry. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talking only physical tanks? Okay, my bad. All right, let's. Sorry. Yes, we're physical only tanks. talking physical tanks. My bad. My bad. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, physical tanks. <laughs> All right. In terms of physical tanks, then uh, probably. The big culprits are Doomsday and Grundy for me. Doomsday and Grundy are team are characters that show up a lot in PvP. So those are characters that I'm scared of dealing or going against them without a bleeder. So if you don't have a bleeder, uh, the match gets really long and drawn out. So yeah. Uh, the other one that I'd probably pick from this list of physical tanks is probably Cyborg Superman. Because Cyborg Superman is one of those characters that's just a pain to deal with because of his crit immunity. So yeah. Um, Bleed don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, again, it's one of right, so. if you if you don't have a if you're not going into the fight with a bleeder, you, you kind of have to be ready for a very long fight. So, yeah. <sighs> now, speaking of bleeders, Camo is actually unique in his gear set. He is the only special tank in the game. So we're going to move on from there and just go to the mixed tank category, which consists of Aquaman, King of Atlantis, Aquaman, Rider of the King Tide. Bizarro, Superman, Shazam, Lex Luthor Assault Warsuit, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, and Penguin. And Nightwing. Of those. (laughs) Nightwing is a striker. (laughs) We'll get to that category in a second. Okay. Because there's arguably a few tanks in that category. Right. 
So, anyway, of those, who do you guys like? Doom. Oh, man. Uh, it's got to be Penguin, obviously. Penguin is just... <laughs> that was all like, <laughs> you look at him, and he doesn't look like much, and then he ends up shielding everyone for 100% out of nowhere, and it's just like, well, I guess I lost. Never mind. Uh, Lex Luthor resistance stacks so fast. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, my God. And freaking, what's his name? Lex Luthor Assault War Suit is a monster, and I feel like he's underutilized. And I don't know, for my third, I guess I'll say Bizarro, <laughs> just because I like the obscure characters. Bizarro is a good character. He's got a good kit. He's just got not a lot of availability, Yeah, I think is his problem. Uh, for me personally, I again, I agree with you. Assault War Suit Lex is criminally underused. The dude does everything you could possibly want him to do. Uh, he is impossible to take down with his two-turn damage immunity and his shields and stamina ups just make it even harder. Um, Aquaman, King of Atlantis, for me, he's one of my big characters that I use. He's incredibly fast and can pack a pretty good punch between his actual punch and the bleeds he applies. So, And then on top of that, he has a stun in his kit. So, And he offers crit immunity to your whole team. Like, You can't go wrong with, with them. I don't know, but- Immunities are kind of a downside now with everyone being like, oh, if they have any immunities, steal it or purge it. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I still like him. I still love him a lot. I, and then finally, my yeah, go ahead. third pick, I think I would go with, um, yeah, Penguin. Penguin's just, he's really good. I have to gear out Penguin. Well, I have to, first I have, I have all the shards for Penguin at level, at L4, but he's currently sitting at rank 2. <laughs> I haven't touched him at all, like zero. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Well, I get there. Um, for me personally, though, from this list, I would pro- my three probably be Superman, uh, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, and Aquaman, King of Atlantis. These three are just characters that I use all the time. But the main thing that I like about the fact that not only that they're mixed tanks, but the utility is so, so good. And if you look at all these characters, majority of them are pretty good in terms of utility. They all do a lot of different things. So uh, Aquaman, uh, Ogre already went over. But Superman, for example, he has the uh, heal immunity. Uh, he has uh, the potential just to regenerate his HP real quick. He has an okay stun on his basic. Um and you know overall and he has a taunt so which makes which fits well with his tankiness um and then green lantern hal jordan has a similar kit to uh aquaman that also provides a stun and superman that provides a stun uh he has purging he has shielding uh he has a call assist and he does a lot of things so i I call them and he he randomly gains agility ups to get more tank tankiness Yeah. yeah so Onto the special categories. All right, and there's there's one one final thing about the categories here. These guys aren't tanks per se by their gear set. However, they simulate being a tank very well. Those are the characters like Medfill, Wonder Woman, Defender of Justice, Nightwing, Harley Quinn, Nightwing. Power Girl, and apparently Nightwing. <laughs> very much so, Nightwing. <laughs> so, and then you've also got characters like uh, Arcus, who can you know kind of pseudo tank up and then uh john stewart who can tank up fairly decently uh those are your your off category if you ask me so doom do you want to tell tell us about nightwing (laughs) (laughs) i think he might hmm well uh 
kind of, but actually another one I wanted to bring up is Jessica Cruz and Supergirl as two other options to consider for kind of tanks. I can see that. Supergirl is pretty tanky too. I, I mean, I more... Supergirl more of a support because she actually supports the whole team by turning them into pseudo tanks. That's true. Yeah, but I'm thinking more in the way that like the way that they deter certain types of play that normally would be very rampant. Like Supergirl and Jessica Cruz both are like, oh, AOE crit? Nah, I don't think so. And in that way, I mean, they more or less fulfill what a tank is, but more passively, they stop a certain type of aggression. But That's fair. That's fair. That's good. Also, Jessica Cruz gets so much shield. Like, she, she's actually, I think, a tank. But Supergirl, I could understand maybe not so much, though. Sort of. uh, but <laughs> Nightwing. Nightwing. So, gains 85% additional defense and resistance when he has evasion or visibility, which, let's be honest, when doesn't he? And then on top of that, uh, despite what you said, Ogre, his defenses <laughs> and resistances actually happen to be pretty decent. They're like, uh, I forget, like 0.7 something, 0.8 something, maybe exactly. 0.9 something. Hold on. Uh, defense is 1.27, resistance 1.17. At gear exactly. 11. And then you add an extra like 0.9 onto both of those. because. Okay, but, but here's just to show you why, the physical tanks have a 2.69 defense. Yeah, and a 1.11 resistance. Yeah, still. Nightwing physical. has like 2 point something in both. That's fair. Only Camo can compare to that. Also, he gets tons of evasions, which means he's basically either immune to damage or he's not taking... I gotta watch my language for damage. I almost said it. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so has that's my bit into it though -ish. cool um, for my pick though like from this list the only one character that really stands out to me is Defender of Justice like Wonder Woman Defender of Justice is one of those characters when you see her as a lead you're kind of like uh, I had probably have to take her out real quick or else she's just going to keep like if, if you hate her a little bit and she keeps regenerating all her HP it's just it just gets out of control real fast. So you have to probably focus her down as fast as possible most of the time. Or do the opposite, leave her to last because she'll just keep taunting anyways. Or keep regenerating her HP. Uh, or just stun her. That's true. Like, if she's stunned, she can't taunt. So. Yep. But yeah, she's one of those characters that gives you a headache. And especially when you when you feel like, I guess it's observation bias, but when you feel like you're playing against her, she's taunting all the time when it's only 50%. But it really it is everything. See, I never have a problem with her. I don't know. I always feel... Yeah, me neither. I personally look for her. <laughs> Whenever I play her, I don't get as many taunts. I get maybe, like, under 50% most of the time, I feel. See, I don't and, play her, so I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I play with her a lot, so... When I play against her, I feel like every turn, my character has to hit her. <laughs> so... Anyway. Yeah, she does have times where she does. I, I will admit that. Yeah. I'm okay with it, though, because she heals herself and I stack four blades on her and it goes away. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the way I figure is like, oh, man, she's constantly healing. I guess I'll stack my doomsday up to 200 strength, stamina, and agility real quick. Pardon me. 
<laughs> okay. So I oh no, she hit him for seven thousand. So oh, I hailed for fourteen. <laughs> so I think I think we're we pretty much covered most of the bases there. So I think in terms of uh, comparisons and synergies, do you think that there's any tanks that really stand out that they, they work well together? Ares and Grundy work really well together. Oh yeah, yeah, I've come across that. It's a pain. Kimo and Aquaman. Oh yeah. Kimo and Aquaman is another one that I use all the time. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cyborg Superman and Superman. Kind of. uh, yeah, they work fairly well together in concert. Yeah. Um, Clayface and Doomsday. Yep. Clayface and Doomsday. Definitely. Clayface and Assault Warsuit Lex. Yep. Well, there's a good list. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a pretty good list. Yeah. So, so I think um, the tanks in general work well just yeah. with anybody for the most part. They do their job. Also, to answer the the question that you had, Ogre, from the last question about who that character was from the doc, the Justice League Dark, it was Felix Faust. That was his name. Ah, I knew Felix it. Faust was the character. Okay, so um, yeah, that brings us to the end, I guess. Uh, but uh, well, actually, I'll turn it over. If you're listening to the YouTube version or the cloud, SoundCloud version, we are putting this out a little bit late. So those of you listening live, sorry, there is something that we couldn't cover today. But we did record, and it will be on the podcast when it is released. But, you know, I mean, if you were to uh, maybe <clears throat> sign up for our Patreon, you know, slide us a 20 under the table, we can uh, see what we can do. <laughs> so. <laughs> to be fair, just as a disclaimer, by the time the paperwork clears, they're going to know anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just to be clear, though, um, e- even though uh, we're trying to be cryptic, um, we'll we'll add in extra part at the end of uh, this part of the game talk section, only on the podcast version, not on the live version. You guys won't hear it right now. And now the part you've all been waiting for. I'm going to go ahead and reveal the March characters that are going to be released first up the hero challenge character where you're going to have the chance to earn 1100 fragments of login bonus and everything the demon etrigan oh my god (laughs) i knew it i already know people are expecting a poetic insight too so i'm already prepared so that means (laughs) and his best friend his best friend Constantine. Oh, yeah, I knew it. Snap. <laughs> you lied to now. me. I guessed it. You said no. <laughs> I didn't say no. I said I can't say. That's true. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking Martian now, Hunters. <laughs> now, hold on. The reworks. Swamp Thing Ooh. and Jessica Cruz. I see. And that's what you said. Things March is going to be green. <laughs> I mean, there's actually there's actually a bonus factor here. Oh, March is also going to include a special event for alliances, where you will have an opportunity to earn fragments of Martian Manhunter. Oh, sick! Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, wait, crap! I'm not in an alliance. No. <laughs> 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 you, you can always just, you know, join someone else's. 
I'm That's pretty true. sure I saw BA at 29. Yeah, and I think LOD is still recruiting. <laughs> I'm sure. You uh, yeah, they have like four slots open or something. I think. Anyways, time for the return of Doom. So, uh, you said Martian Manhunter is the bonus character for this new Alliance mission thing. Can you explain that? I really wish I had more to give. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. I on I don't know exactly what the event is. I just know that it's it's through the alliances. That's how you're gonna earn the fragments. Okay, that's cool. So, hmm. interesting. Maybe what I'm guessing is then, if we're just speculating on it, is instead of maybe, or in addition to alliance points, uh, alliance essence that you gain through uh, the points you earn per day, maybe on top of that, um, based on your, what do you call it, uh, personal missions or alliance missions, you unlock a certain number of shards of... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Martian Manhunter. So you get like Alliance Essence plus some number of Martian Manhunter shards. You see, I was thinking that it was probably going to be because I'm pretty sure this one's going to favor the big alliances, right? So in that case, maybe it's like your maximum participation award instead of it being more frag or more whatchamacallits becomes fragments. Interesting. So like if you hit the cap for every day that you're uh, putting in effort then you can pick up some of those shards for your troubles. Or at least that's what I would think. Yeah, I'm, and like I said, I'm not really sure. Well, we'll see what in a couple of weeks, though. But uh, it's yeah, that's definitely huge news. The one thing, the one downside I could see to that, though, is that you know it really forces players who are not really active, I guess, or probably not in an alliance even, uh, to actually have to go out of the way to get there. Um, so they have to really change the way they play the game, right? Which is could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. But um, Well, I mean, if you look at it in a way that it's encouraging people to get to know their community, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it could also be a way that WB is trying to consolidate all those very small, like three, four people alliances into bigger, bigger, and bigger chunks. Uh, yeah, That's another thing, too, yeah. Since this is all one server. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. So Etrigan and Constantine, huh? Jeez. Yeah. The one thing I hope for Smart and Manhunter, though, is that uh, he's not just completely locked behind Alliance uh, mission type of, uh, like, access. Or else, uh, like, that could be a big problem for people later on. Like, what if he never just becomes accessible later, right? So I assume it's probably... I'm sure he will be. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm, with as popular with as popular as Martian Manhunter is, there's no way they're going to be able to just lock him behind Alliances forever. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's basically just free money. Like, yeah. come on. They might. They probably will throw out like you know, uh, like make him sort of. In addition to the fact that you can access him through Alliance missions, you could probably also make him a paywall character so you could buy him too. So I, I'd assume they'd probably do something. Yeah. Like that too, because why not? Right. That's fair. probably. So, Martian Manhunter, I mean, come on. Cool. So about the Swamp Thing reworks and uh, Jessica Cruz reworks, I'm pretty happy that I picked up a bunch of those Jessica Cruz shards when I had the chance to. I think right was, now you're all of a sudden happy I you have an L3 Jessica Cruz sitting during, there. During Christmas time, I think it was when she was she was paired with the bonus uh, reverse flash shards. So I was just like, I need a little bit more reverse flash shards, and Jessica Cruz was like the 850 pack. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. Let's just buy a bunch of Jessica. Cruz shards. <laughs> you see, they said I was crazy for buying the Jessica Cruz pack when it came out, but who's laughing now? That pack was really <laughs> insane, though, in terms of pricing and value. It was not worth the price, though. It was like $100 for like 100 shards or something like that, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't worth it at all, <laughs> but now it is, hopefully. 
Well, let's let's. Uh, <laughs> she's she's well, well worth. So, one of the implications this also kind of leans towards is that I'm guessing that she's going to rotate out of PvP packs. Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, so that's something we'll bring up. Uh, I mean, actually, that's something we uh, by this time. This is something that we've actually brought up already in the shop packs about the changes to align potential rework or changes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to uh, go back and listen to our podcast where we're suggesting reworks for Swamp Thing, make sure they didn't steal our ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in terms of um, uh, the characters, then we'll have, I'm guessing, Constantine and uh, I guess Constantine's going to be Mystic, but Etrigan, he could be an energy, I guess, right? Do we know? He's a Mystic. He's a, They're both Mystics? Yeah, Constantine, Constantine and Etrigan are both Mystics. Okay. I was going to say, Etrigan's uh, a mythical demon. How could he be anything else that's not mystic? That's true. That's Seriously. True. <laughs> and and Martian Manhunter is energy. Uh, yeah, all the aliens are energy. All the Superman family is uh, is all, all energy-based. I mean, they said that's on, on their last podcast too, right? So Yeah, Superfam is energy. And Flashfam is basically all energy too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. Well, definitely excited for that. Yeah, so... The only thing I can really reveal, I don't want to give away their you know movesets or anything like that, but Etrigan is super tanky, Ooh. super tanky mystic, Ooh. Uh, and Constantine is kind of a team support. So are we going to say like uh, Red Robin level or like midfield level, something like that? I'll, I'll talk to you guys about more of that off air, but I don't want to give away too much right now. Okay, sure. Right. Well, I mean, time's winding down anyway. By the time this has been, you know, posted, they'll have revealed some stuff. So okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what what comes up, so that uh, we're not. Uh, we <laughs> yeah, we might have to do like an emergency <laughs> record session on like Tuesday night or something. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap that up there then. Cool. Thanks. All right. Cool. All thanks right. for listening, guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Bye now. So obviously we're you know at the end of game talk here now for the episode. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening live. We want to thank everybody that listens to us on any of our social media. It'd be at SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever. You know, we thank you guys. We want to give a special thanks to um, Rat Bones for our, being our first patron. And well, I think that's all I got. Technically not our first patron. He's our second or third now. But our, our, our newest patron, newest sorry. Patron. sorry. Newest patron. So if you guys want to be cool like him, Join us on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that basically sums up everything I want to say. Okay, cool. So I'll just plug in our social media stuff again. So if you guys haven't already, uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and uh, SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Our YouTube channel is at youtube.com slash C slash The Oddsman. And if you want to support uh, this podcast and you like what we're doing, you can uh, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the oddsman. And you can become a patron for a minimum of $1. Uh, so with that, uh, another announcement, the last minute announcement for our March episode, episode seven. Uh, we're currently in talks with him, but we should be able to have Fanatic Jalapeno on the show. Who's that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, for all of you, unlike Doom, you will know him from YouTube. Uh, he's probably one of the uh, the OG YouTubers for DCL. There you go. So, with that, I'll wrap things up and play the outro music. Thanks, guys. 
Hey guys, this is Seth Rogan. <laughs> Wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content. Thanks again for your continued support. And as always, enjoy and grind on. <laughs>